0: Internet Explorer is a podcast for adults, and it will contain adult subject matter such as the truly horrifying image that I saw in the Internet Explorer Slack room recently of a brony slash furry's dating profile saying that he has a penis that wants to say hello to a vagina. And the concept of saying hello was terrifying, and only for adults. Yeah. And even then, adults are scared of it, too. Hello, welcome to another episode of BuzzFeed's Internet Explorer podcast. I'm Katie Natopoulos.
1: Hello, I'm Ryan Broderick.
0: Ryan, you were just telling me that you spent this past weekend on the French Riviera, and that's why you're so tired today. And I'm very upset and screaming and angry.
1: Yeah, this weekend is what they call a bank holiday in the UK. There's, like, a bunch of them. And basically, it's just, like, another excuse for people in Europe not to work a full week. I took uh, five days off, and I went to Genoa, Italy, and I ate a bunch. And then I went to Nice, France, which was super nice.
0: (laughs) I like how you've adopted the European lifestyle of taking lots of vacations already. You know,
1: it's funny. Like, when I was in New York, I not only didn't take vacations, I felt morally bad for doing so Europeans they don't they feel I think they I think people in Europe feel that way when they do have to work like I think it's like uh oh (laughs) so yeah I'm back I'm feeling refreshed I have not been in the uh, internet explorer slack group for a while so when I went in this morning um, I have no fucking idea what's going on Um, it's uh, (laughs) it's kind of incredible we now have I think around 360 members um,
0: yeah, so for people who maybe missed last week's episode, we started a Slack group, which is like Slack is a chat program. Um, anyone can join. Uh, there's some technical hiccups, but basically, um, I don't know, check out our Twitter feed for figuring out how to join. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's a clusterfuck,
1: but it's cool.
0: Um, yeah, so it's just a lot of people posting insane stuff. It's pretty good.
1: And also, I uh, got invited to a Slack room called Naked Ryan. Uh, which was interesting. <laughs> um, Can
0: you please not invite me to that, FYI?
1: Yeah, so... I
0: don't want to be in that. Y- uh, but I want to give a shout-out also to uh, a couple of past Internet Explorer guests who have shown up, friends of the show, who have shown up in the Slack room. Uh, a couple esteemed uh, people, our own dear Brian Feldman, who was uh, recently on a couple weeks ago. Alex Goldman from the podcast Reply All uh, dropped in, also a friend of the show, um, and most excitingly and importantly, the guy who fucked a turkey, uh, Pterodax, has dropped by. <laughs> so we still have not uh, gotten the the butt chugging girls to show up, but I, I guess we should just invite them. If you, if, you look, if you've ever listened to this podcast and thought, "Wow, I'd like to meet these people and talk to them in real life," I i don't know what's wrong with you um because we're like yeah here's the guy who fucked a turkey yeah someone might be like i really want to talk to that guy um but here's your chance here's your chance
1: yeah go go make some friends yeah so this week's episode is sort of like a casual one it's like a biz cash episode i feel like there's a lot of stuff floating around the internet that we haven't really had a chance to talk about because we've been doing like journalism or something
0: right the idea that wait a minute that you're like this is going to be a casual episode, as if all our other episodes are like really straight laced and like yeah,
1: this is like, <laughs> like this is like a fun one, you know? This very isn't...
0: buttoned up
1: and yeah, businessy. Um, but it's it's interesting you you brought up Friends of the Show because I actually I have a I have an update on uh kind of a I have an update on a guest that we had on the show like uh almost a year ago.
0: Oh okay,
1: do you remember the guys from All India Backchode? Yes, so, I do. So like last summer I went to India. Did like my eat, pray, love thing uh, where I got to, you know, travel around and basically be an idiot. Uh, But I also happened to interview these really incredible YouTube guys who at the time were basically in massive amounts of legal trouble for doing the first ever um, like comedy roast of celebrities in India. And they set off a moral panic. Surprise, surprise, one of the guys from the group, Tanma, set off another moral panic. Nice. This time, in true 2016 fashion, it involves Snapchat's face swap. Uh Uh-oh. He used the face swap to uh, pretend to be two very beloved celebrities in India. People got super-duper pissed. Um, The police are involved now. Um, and a lot of people are kind of saying like this is super ridiculous, but uh, no one's sure if it counts as defamation when you put on a celebrity's face and then pretend to be them. And in India, it's like really strict sort of like defamation laws and it's very unclear what's going on. So I wish Tom had the best. Hopefully he's, he's handling the controversy pretty well right now. Uh, but it's super crazy. You can check out uh, a whole rundown of what's going on on BuzzFeed. It's titled How Did One Guy's Snapchat Face Swap Set Off a Moral Panic in India? Uh, go check it out.
0: Ryan. Yes. Have you heard of a, I was about to say a guy, but a kid named Jacob Sartorius?
1: <sighs> so as I've gotten older, I've sort of had to make peace with <laughs> the fact that I just can't keep up with a lot of internet stuff. And Jacob Sartorius, he will be the line that I draw now.
0: I think you made a good choice.
1: <laughs> um, I, I I lived through Nash Greers. I lived through the Cameron Dallases, uh, all the other just like dudes that look like they were designed by Hitler in a laboratory, uh, who are <laughs> famous on Vine. I I just I'm tired of it. I'm done. This new one, Jacob. I think he's got braces or something. So that he's got to be really young, yeah. right? Like we're talking like a like a little boy. He's like a little boy, right?
0: Okay. So let, let let's back up. Let me explain. Okay. So Jacob Sartorius, if you are over the age of 15, you probably do not know who Jacob Sartorius is. And that's okay because you're an adult and you have a busy life and you are not like a psycho like me and Ryan who just hangs out on Teen Vine all the time. Um, This kid, so he's he's a popular Vine star slash social media star. He's 13 years old. And he's gotten popular enough that he's kind of bubbling up into, like, I've started hearing about him. And, like, it's truly extraordinary to behold as an adult to sort of, like, look at this phenomenon and think, what is wrong with the youth of today? But also kind of like, well, we were like this too,
1: right? I mean, yes. I had, uh, when I was his age, I also had 3.8 million Instagram followers. (laughs) Right.
0: Right. Use that as sort of a bellwether for how popular it is. He has three point eight million Instagram followers. He has about six hundred thousand Twitter followers. He's really he sort of started on Vine. He also started on this app called Music Alley, which is like musical dot ly, um, and it's basically kind of like a lip syncing app where people you post videos of yourself lip syncing. Um, Jacob is really cute. He's thirteen. He has braces. He's like he's. You know, he's adorable in the way that 13-year-old teen heartthrobs are. And I say this as someone who was at one point myself a 13-year-old girl. So I can I can recognize this archetype, right? Like, right. for me and, like, my cohort, it was, like, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was, like, the hot kid. And, you know, he was about, you know, the same age as me. And everyone thought he was really cute. BTW, did you know that um, also a friend of the show, Summer Ann Burton, a one-time co-host when you were out, she met Jonathan Taylor Thomas in real
1: life at a bar in LA once. That's amazing. <laughs> so, I, I feel like I've done I've done a lot of writing about viners and these like famous mm-hmm. like manasy people that like just do internet things. So I wanted yeah. I wanted you to identify where in the life cycle of of a famous viner he is. So I'm gonna I'm gonna list the stages. And I want you to tell mm-hmm. me where he is. So, okay. Uh, are girls photographing themselves crying about him? Yep. Is he doing concerts with other famous Viners? Yep. Uh, does he have an iTunes single out? Yep. Has he been on Ellen? No. Has he said anything racist yet? No. Has he tried rapping yet? In any in any sort of context?
0: Um, I mean, he does. He does lip syncs that are rapped.
1: Okay, so we're still pretty early on. He hasn't. He hasn't gone like full like gay people deserve to have AIDS, Nash Greer thing yet.
0: Right. And one of the things that is notable about Jacob Sartorius versus these other really popular, adorable Vine teens is that he is significantly younger than that. Right. Right? So, like, if the, you know, Nash Greer, who's sort of, if that name doesn't ring a bell to you, like, don't worry, you're still
1: a normal human. He's got really blue eyes, and he got in a lot (laughs) of trouble for saying that women shouldn't have body hair. Oh, and he's like said a bunch of crazy homophobic shit and like racist stuff.
0: So this kid Jacob Sartorius, he's just I mean, he's he's unusual because he's not the most famous mind star or anything like that, but he's definitely like the youngest. And he's he does have a song out. It has a lyrics video, It doesn't have a full music video. It's called Sweatshirt. Um and if you listen to the chorus, you can understand like this is very like Eleven year old girl friendly, like it's not sexual, it's just like crushable. So,
2: baby, if you are not ready for my kiss, then you can wear my sweater, and you can tell your
0: friends we'll be together till the end. So like other Vine stars, Jacob has uh, found himself in a little bit of controversy. Oh, nice. And this is
1: where it gets, this is always where it gets good. I love this. <laughs>
0: well, he hasn't done anything too bad. So th- there's this event called MagCon, which is like, a, it, it was started by fellow Vine star Cameron Dallas, and it's basically, it's like a tour of Vine, like social media and Vine stars. And it's mostly like a lot of meet and greets with fans, and then they get up on stage and perform, but... Since none of these people, like, they're not really singers or actors. They, like, kind of just do comedy bits on six-second comedy bits. Like,
1: Yeah. So teenage girls go, and they get in a big crowd, and the boys come out on stage, and they always try to have at least one song that they can perform. And then they do – they all sort of steal from each other because they they don't really write shows. So they just sort of take, like, these open-source, like, blueprints for a – a live show so the th- the tropes are usually like they'll do like a big selfie and they try to do like as many selfies as possible with the crowd usually to like a big song uh there's like a lip mm-hmm. sync they do uh games with each other they do like never have i ever they, they sort of do like the shit that people do in their dorm rooms and they're getting to know each other freshman year <laughs> it's a really weird aesthetic that like i don't right. Totally understand, but also like I'm an adult man, so like who gives a shit what I think about it? But people seem to right. like it, you know.
0: The scandal that has been breathlessly reported by J Fourteen magazine, which <laughs> if you remember it, it's like it is like a kind of like a tiger beat yeah. that you can still buy, I think, on the stands at like CBS. Incredible. That's the only place I ever see them on sale. But um so they're the rumor, the rumor is that Jacob and, like, two other people were kicked off by Cameron Dallas and that Jacob was kicked off because he was ungrateful to the fans. And Cameron Dallas has since tweeted, no, that's not true. Like, you know, he left for other reasons. Or Jacob said, you know, I left, you know, I chose to leave for these other reasons, blah, blah, blah. Um, You know, we're still all a family, da, da, da. But, um... It's very adorable and messed up and twisted and we hope that everyone involved eventually completes puberty.
1: Yeah. So, um, as someone who used to drag my mom to sit outside of Green Day concerts or Warp Tour and I was dressed like a complete idiot doing really dumb shit in parking lots, um, I feel like from one generation to another, I have to uh I have to say I feel really bad for the parents of these new people doing even more confusing things in parking lots. Um, so stay strong, parents.
0: But you know, here's the here's the thing about being an adult is that like, you know, we were all thirteen once, right? No. So I, mean, I never I, I was never that... thirteen
1: years old. <laughs> I just I feel like I gotta be the cranky dude to say it because people are thinking it, listening to this, and I'm just gonna say it, which is like Looking at like the teen culture industrial complex, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like it in the earlier days, even dating back to like the Beatles, it was a lot easier to understand what your kid was going to go stare at, even if it was like scandalous or promoting witchcraft or whatever the fuck, you know, the different generations of like pop culture parents have to deal with. I feel like this era, it's a lot harder to wrap your head around like, oh, they use a phone well.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like if it was back in the day and your kid was obsessed with David Cassidy, like at least you understood he was on a TV show. Yeah. And, you know, now it's like he's a guy who's on this app called Musical.ly. Like, yeah, he lip syncs. He lip syncs
1: (laughs) music, which like up, you know, up until very recently would be a very bad thing to be known for, you know.
0: I would love to invite, if there's anyone out there who's listening who is a parent of a young person who is a big fan of these social media stars, uh, let us know. Write to us, internetexplorerbuzzfeed.com. Tell us what it is like as a parent from your point of view when you see your kid being really into a YouTube star or a Vine star and you're just thinking, what the fuck? Okay, uh, we're going to take a short break and we'll be back.
1: I'm gonna go take some cute selfies uh, dressed in one of those giant T-Rex costumes on a hoverboard that all the viners have. Uh, I'm gonna do that during the ad break.
0: So something weird that has happened with two things that we have definitely talked about on the podcast before: a new wrinkle in the fabric.
1: I, w- I would say I would say two. I would say two things that we've talked about too much. <laughs> And yet, still very interesting conversations about these two pieces of internet ephemera that just keep coming up.
0: That's right. We're talking about Pepe the Frog and Dat Boy the Frog. Dat Boy the Frog, you know, uh, we recently discussed, is the frog on the unicycle. Uh, Pepe is, I don't know, he's just the meme frog. You know what I'm talking about. Um, So there is a new wrinkle in the fabric of society that is saying that these two frogs are racist.
1: Yes. I I think Katie in one of the many Slack rooms that I'm forced to be uh, uh, involved with you in, um you shared an article about Pepe being a racist. So basically explain what's going on here. Why okay. why is this why are we why are you talking about this?
0: Okay. <laughs> so Pepe has existed for a while in you know, in a lot of different types of forms. Um right. one of these forms is that um what uh, BuzzFeed refers loosely to as the chanter culture, which is kinda like counterculture, but people who are really into 4chan. Skews very conservative, kind of gamergate-ish, pro Trump, anti-SJW, that kind of world. They're also right. really into Pepe the Frog, just like everyone else who's on the internet is really into Pepe the Frog. And And before
1: you dive like before you dive headfirst in the 4chan world of this. It's important just to note that Pepe the Frog, the sad frog, the green frog that looks sad sometimes, uh, was originally drawn in 2005 by an artist named Matt Fury for a comic called Boys Club.
0: Um, So he's he's popular among I don't know he's just really ubiquitous all over the internet. Part of the internet is racist, and those racists are also using Pepe memes just in the same way that. Um, you know non-racist people are using Pepe memes um, right and so all this recently came to a head uh, where uh, a reporter from Newsweek tweeted the Pepe meme at presidential candidate Marco Rubio
1: it was a uh, Newsweek's executive editor uh, Margarita Noriega hello Margarita if you're listening to this uh, I used to I used to know her back in New York she's oh. a lov- lo- lovely reporter and she gets memes. She's down with the memes. Right. And any any reporter at a serious journal of record that's down with memes is good. Is good in my book. So she basically just tweeted a Pepe, me, just a photo of Pepe with no words at Margarubio. That was that was the whole thing. Nothing else.
0: Some people interpreted this as. Uh, that she was making some sort of racist comment uh, to Marco Rubio. So uh, one person, for example, tweeted, um, Newsweek editor Margarita replies to Marco Rubio with a pic used by racists to make fun of Latinos. And so this person's concept of Pepe, they've only been seeing it used by this quote-unquote chanter culture who is like, you know, the kind of racist pro-Trump version. So we're going to talk to Tamia Thompson, who is a moderator slash curator of the very popular Facebook group called Post Aesthetics. Um, this group recently had a giant meltdown over whether or not that Boy was considered racist. Tamia, thank you for joining us.
2: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Um, so can you explain to us a l- just quickly what the Facebook Post Aesthetics group is? I know it's huge. It has like 44,000 people in it.
2: Uh, Post aesthetics is a lot of, uh, I guess, original content, weird questions, um, art discussion, like talking about memes as postmodern art, I guess. I don't know. It's, oh. it's really all over the place, but it has a genre that's really niche to it. I don't know.
0: Okay. Um, so and, and most of the people in there, how would you like, I don't know, age, whatever, how would you describe them?
2: Uh, the demographic is mainly um, liberal arts students, okay. uh, and then in, like, different places around the world. Like, I'm based in Canada, yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Um, so, tell me what happened recently with discussions going down about the Dat Boy meme.
2: Uh, it's Essentially, um, the group was really divided in terms of their views on whether or not Dat Boy was racist, and... I guess, confounded in racist ideals. Uh, So it's, like, not really a surprise or, like, new to see that memes are very, very associated with black culture throughout the internet and, like, heavily use um, African-American vernacular English. And so a lot of people thought that Dat Boy was, I guess, mocking that. And then the other half of the group basically thought it was just a joke, like, the frog it's a frog on a unicycle. It exists in a vacuum, like it's not really making fun of anything. It's just a phrase and it is borrowing from it, but it's not really damaging at all.
1: So what was the consensus? Like when you put this out to the group, what what kind of, what were the conversations like?
2: It was watching the discourse happen was, was kind of unsettling just because the group is predominantly white and being a person of color and a black person. It's kind of like, it's unsettling to be told about things when, you are trying to explain things to other people. Mm-hmm. And it was, I don't know, it was a lot, but the mods ended up banning it across the board. At first, that boy, like, we didn't think it was racist or bad at all. We just thought it was annoying. Like, it was really, really prevalent, <laughs> and it exploded. So, I don't know, it it really had a lot to do with that.
0: You know, I, I think that it's sort of, everyone hates it when someone when you're told the thing that you like and thought was kind of funny, well, it's actually bad. Uh, yeah. And people, even if they, in their minds, could intellectually maybe understand the arguments for why this is bad and, you know, it's appropriating uh, black slang in a way that is kind of mocking and, you know, not cool, mm. people are really reluctant to let it go. Like, they're like, but I like the thing. I like the frog on the unicycle. It's fun. Yeah. It's funny. Um how do you see that sort of tension? Is that sort of the tension that you saw play out, that people wanted to be like, oh, come on, just let me have the unicycle frog? <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I, I think that in a lot of ways. Um, just because, like, like I said earlier, black culture is so prevalent in memes on the Internet. It's almost as if calling this one specifically mm-hmm. out is, like, it seems, like, insensitive, I mean, oversensitive, but, um, like, realistically, it isn't. It's, it's everywhere. Like, it's so, this is just one piece of a much bigger problem. I don't know. It was, it was really strange to deal with.
1: I have a question. So do you think it's possible for a, a meme like Dat Boy to have any sort of, like, thought behind it or any sort of, like, larger meaning when it's sort of cobbled together from nonsense in the same way that, like, staring it for messages... It's almost like looking for messages in static, right?
2: Um, I think that... That's a really interesting question. I think that Dat Boy in itself does exist in a vacuum, like, it is not actually making fun of anything, and it's, in like, whoever made it, the intention was not bad, but I do think that that boy is a result of, like, the commodification of black culture, and, like, I do think it is a result of a bigger problem, and it was just entirely a coincidence. Like, this one meme was just something that got big i don't find it that funny honestly i'm gonna be totally totally honest i don't find that boy that funny except for one like beyonce video but (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know it's it's just like one really really small thing to me but to a lot of people it's a much bigger problem and i don't i don't think it inherently is but it kind of is, yeah. Well, see, Ryan, I
0: disagree with you, sort of, because I feel like, you know, if nothing else, I, I, I like to think that you and I are on the same page that like memes don't exist in a bubble. They they are incredibly tied to culture. And even if even something like that boy that seems, you know, seemingly totally random and devoid of larger meaning, like it has meaning when we use it. Um, yeah, and exactly. that's kind of I think that's why, if I understand correctly, that there was people saying, hey, This does have meaning, and part of that meaning is kind of fucked up.
2: Yeah, that is, yeah, that's incredibly true. Like, the reiteration of it and, like, repeating it and kind of spreading it, that is, that's true. That's what memes are. I forgot.
1: (laughs) If memes are the the stuff that falls out when we shake the box of, like, our culture, if we live in a Mm -hmm. racist culture, like, there's going to be some racist shit that falls out with it. So I think we can all agree that the frog and the unicycle part of this is pretty cool, right? (laughs)
2: <laughs> like the picture itself.
1: So I think we should take this opportunity to try to rebrand the frog and save him from racism. So my question to both you guys is what would you rename that boy in, in, a, in, a, in a better way, in a more 21st century uh, sort of spin? Whoa! Yeah, because we can do this.
0: Your your head is thinking about this. We're
1: influencers, Katie. Like you and I, like all three of us, we've got social media (laughs) followings that we can use for the betterment of society. We should rebrand that boy. What what should we call him?
0: I don't know, Uh, Timmy. What would you do? Oh, uh, hmm, um.
2: I
1: I think I think he looks like a Tyler.
2: Tyler. Tyler. Tyler.
1: Yeah, he's cool. Like
2: here comes Tyler.
1: It's like, hey, I'm Tyler. Oh, I'm
2: thinking. Lately, I've been using the word, like, the name Leviticus randomly in just any context whenever I can. I feel like he looks like a Leviticus. Okay. okay. Fair enough.
0: I
1: like that, actually.
0: H- how about it says, and I think this is very appropriate, Hey, Leviticus, you should be wearing a helmet if you're going to ride a wow. unicycle. <laughs> yeah.
1: Wait, wait, what about, what about, what about, hey, it's Leviticus. Safety's important. That's a good message.
0: <laughs> yeah. Should be Leviticus the safety frog. Yeah,
1: Leviticus the
0: <laughs> safety frog. <laughs> He's like, hey, kids, listen, if you're going to ride your bike, wear a helmet. It's cool. <laughs> um, so, Tamia, would you say that uh, harmony has been restored in the post aesthetics group after this whole kerfuffle?
2: Um, not at all, honestly. We <laughs> had to put a freeze on the group. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
0: Cool. Well, if our listeners want, they can uh, request to join the post aesthetics Facebook group. You can be a member and you can lurk. You just can't post. Okay. Tammy Up Thompson, thank you again so much uh, for calling in and talking with us about that boy, or as we have now renamed him Leviticus, the safety frog. Thank you so much for talking to me about this. Awesome. Have a great one. Bye. Yeah, you too. Thank you all so much for joining us on this wonderful journey today about uh, racist meme frogs, 13-year-old hotties that we love slash hate and, uh, you know, just living
1: life. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks to our producer, Julia Furlon. If she was a teen heartthrob, she would be Justin Bieber. Uh, Eleanor Kagan, if she was a teen heartthrob, she would be Leaf Garrett. And Meg Kramer, if she was a teen heartthrob. Uh, hold on. Producer Julia has just told me that... Um, Ella, that Meg Kramer actually was once mistaken as Taylor Hansen from the group Hansen. Um, so she would definitely just be Taylor Hansen. And Paul Russ, if he was a teen heartthrob, he would be Jacob Saptorius. Um, and you can wear his sweatshirt. I hate proofreading my work. Oh,
1: like, I won't do it.
0: I'm like a terrible typist too. So I make a lot of typos. So like I really do need to, like, oh have my God. someone <laughs> look it over.
1: Wait, Katie, how have we never talked about this? I can't type with all my fingers. Really? I hunt and peck still. I can't type I, with mo- I can't it, type with more than my my two my index finger and my middle finger and my thumb and that's it. I can't type with the rest.
0: So you kind of give your keyboard the shocker.